0: This is Dr. Holly Lucille's
1: Mindful Medicine. Here's Dr. Holly Lucille. Hi, all you mindful listeners. Thanks so much for joining us and spending a little part of your day. Listen, um, the very first book I wrote was back in 2004 and it was called Creating and Maintaining Balance, A Woman's Guide to Safe Natural Hormone Health. And for me, it really was about balance because when you think about the hormone system, Uh, i think Deepak chopra captures it best when he said you touch one strand and the whole web trembles because yes our hormone system our endocrine system is probably one of the most interconnected sophisticated internet systems in our bodies and today we're going to be talking about keeping that system balanced by using a hot modality these days essential oils and to do that I have Dr. Marisa Snyder with me. She is a chiropractor. She graduated cum laude with a doctorate of chiropractic degree from Life Chiropractic College in 2008. She has been very busy since then, the author of six books. She's been on many media outlets, including Fox News, Mind Body Green, The Huffington Post, Dr. Oz, and so on. As I said, Dr. Snyder, how have you even found time with all of your? illustrious work to be with us today. Oh,
0: it is such a pleasure to be here today and to connect with you. I'm really excited to be here.
1: Awesome. So listen, uh, you know, I think that essential oils uh, seems to be a very hot topic these days. My patients are bringing them in and talking to me about them all the time. I certainly have a bit of knowledge about them, but tell me about your story, your journey. How did you become so passionate about them?
0: Yes. Yeah, so I found them about six years ago or so. Um, and a couple of years prior to that, I was struggling with my hormones. And it was interesting because at, I had a practice filled with amazing women struggling with their hormones as well. And there I was finding myself in the same situation. And it was because I feel like myself and so many other women, you know, we are all things to all people all of the time and we just burn out. And, you know, like you said, the, you know, it doesn't take a lot to create this crazy domino effect inside of our hormone system, our endocrine system. And so for me, you know, driving myself into the ground, being a constant rushing woman, I mean, rushing to things that I didn't even have to be at because it was just driven in my DNA. At least it felt like that. So I ended up getting really horrible chronic fatigue. I had deregulated stress hormones and metabolic hormones and I realized that I needed to make some major changes and began adapting not only a lot of the changes that I was doing, but working with women. And it's just when I looked around the landscape of of this country and of a lot of women, so many women were in the same boat as I was. This really became my mission and it's continued to be my mission ever since.
1: Ah, well, lucky for you and also lucky for all the folks that you serve. Um, (laughs) I think it's great. So, talk to me about essential and, oils.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, a couple of years later, I was, as I was doing research, and you know, my first five books were on were on nutrition because nutrition is foundational, and I know that you know that just as much as I do. Um, but then I was, I was testing my hormones pretty consistently. I found that I was dealing with some, um, just some, just higher than normal estrogen levels in the body, um, estradiol levels, and was looking to see what was going on and realized that I was using a lot of toxic products, cleaning products, personal care, Ah. um, over-the-counter, and they were having a detrimental effect on my hormones, because I had done so much other work to clean a lot of it up. I was like, what else could this be? And that is when I was looking for basically a non-toxic solution, and, and essential oils came into my life. And if you were to come into my house today, we don't have anything toxic. Well, okay, well, maybe there's like one thing or two things, but it's really rare, we pretty much rely on oils for a lot of things. And as I was doing my research, you know, I was researching helping women with cognitive function or reducing stress levels or banishing cravings or even just supporting hot flashes and getting a good, deep, restful sleep at night, I realized that we could leverage the power of essential oil chemistry to really create some of those powerful lifestyle changes that a lot of us need to really get our hormones back on track.
1: Wow. You know, it was interesting. I was just talking to somebody about this one case I had many years ago. It was um, a lupus patient uh, who was a very avid outdoors person. She was a mountain bike rider. And she came to me, though, for exactly this topic. Um, Her periods were let's just use a a very high level medical term out of whack. (laughs) Um, She had (laughs) signs and symptoms. What I would say there was complete imbalance, especially as you said, higher levels of estrogen. I think sometimes the slang word for that is estrogen dominance or what have you. Mm -hmm. Um, And we were doing everything and she was so compliant and adhered to all of the suggestions. And I was like, what, why is she not progressing? I don't, guess what? And it was something that dawned on me and it was such a big learning thing for me. Because of her lupus and because of her outdoors lifestyle, she would slather on a very popular commercial uh, sunscreen every single day. And what did that sunscreen have in it? Those xeno or, you know, those outside, those external estrogens. And that was the piece that was missing. And once we both, you know, it kind of came into the clinical situation, To your point, we were able to remove that obstacle and everything started to kind of at least have a chance to get back into balance again. But that's that's fascinating. And I know essential oils. um, I I mean, there's studies even on and and we're talking about. But, uh, you know, oils and most people think about essential oils uh, from a olfactory perspective, meaning, you know, you can smell lavender uh, or, uh, uh, you know, any anything else. But how can you use actually um, essential oils? How do they play a role in basically helping to to balance or reset hormones?
0: Absolutely. Well, there's a couple of different things that they can do. You know, if we were to take a look at rosemary, we look at a chemical constituent in the terpene family called 18 cineole And we know that 18 cineole actually inhibits enzymes to break down acetylcholine. So we have more acetylcholine in the brain. And that helps to not only promote a working memory, because so often, you know, how often are we getting that word it just you know you're about to try to finish the sentence and you're just grasping for that word or you don't know where you put your keys you know just experiencing that kind of brain fogginess that so many of us can have in the middle of the afternoon but by simply breathing in a rosemary oil you can boost not only working memory cognitive function productivity but also it's an energetic oil as well so you're going to get a little bit more energy from that too and then there's another study that looks at craving suppression. And one of, it was in, out of the Journal of Neurology by Dr. Alan Hirsch. And what he looked at was what kind of sense can we utilize to banish cravings? And the number one essential oil, although there's, there's actually a couple of them, but the number one is peppermint. And not only is peppermint great for banishing cravings, because as we know, cravings are just an unmet need, right? It's another need. It's either stress or it's overwhelm or it's, you're exhausted. Um, You know, it's it's never that your body's like, man, I could really use that donut for fuel. Like never, especially the stale donut at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Your body never wanted that. So utilizing oils for those types of things. But where I really see it, you know, we talk about that, you know, what's the triggering point? What's the ticking point? And I I have a talk that I always do with like the number one precursor to another another uh, medical term, hormone chaos. But what what right. is really the driver of so much, yeah so many of our hormones and what I find to be is in the limbic brain the communication between the hypothalamus pituitary to the adrenal so the hypothalamic pituitary axis and so often many of us are up upreg- upregulated in that particular feedback loop and the thing the way that our brains work is that we do fall into these patterns we fall into these neurological patterns and when we upregulate that HPA axis Well, we are constantly seeing ourselves in a scenario where we, we are dumping cortisol into the system and in other, in other kind of adrenal androgen, adrenal adrenaline hormones. And those are survival hormones. And when your body is hardwired for survival, we, we tend to, you know, we, it, it has a profound impact on our thyroid hormones. We know it has a profound impact on our gut and insulin regulation, because if you're in survival mode, your body constantly thinks it needs more of that glycogen storage. Um, we deregulate progesterone. We deregulate estrogen. And so I find that if we can just get that one piece of the puzzle handled, a lot of the things are going to begin to fall into place. And what's so great about the power of aromatherapy, I know that you mentioned it a moment ago, but in this particular instance, that's where they really come in handy. You know, we there's research, Right now, that can demonstrate that oils like clary sage, lavender, ylang-ylang, bergamot, cedarwood, roman chamomile, every single one of these oils have been shown to not only help down-regulate that HPA axis, but lower serum cortisol levels and lower blood pressure and pulse points in, in, wow. in consistently over time and even within a matter of like a couple of minutes. To me, that's profound. Now, yes. the, the catch, though, is is that if you don't know you're overwhelmed or overstressed, you don't know to grab the oil to do the thing to have the response, right? So I think that there is something to be said about the intention of, being, of just kind of paying attention to your body. You know, there were many years where I was driving. I was literally using stress as fuel because I thought I could get away with it. I think a lot of us think we can get away with it, and so we can't. Yep. And I didn't even know that it wasn't okay to do so. Um, So if you would have asked me eight, 10 years ago, hey, do you even know when you're stressed? I honestly just thought it was, I was just running at high capacity, but now I know what it feels like. I'm aware. And when I'm feeling overwhelmed or feeling stressed, I know to grab an oil. I know to breathe it in. um, I know to, I know how to reset that system. So I think of oils as a way of disrupting the stress survival response in a lot of ways.
1: Well, I'm just impressed that you can say, yeah, wait, I had it. What is it? yang a yang a right? Yang-a-lang, yeah. Yeah, Yang-a-lang, <laughs> yes. Yes, because you, know, you, you come across that essential oil or even that botanical and you look at it and it's like, how do you pronounce that? And if I don't think about it, it's like You know, If I don't think about it, I think I can say it. If I start thinking about it or if I start looking at it, oh my gosh, it goes out the window. Well, it's so great about that oil
0: is it's such a powerful, you know, libido booster. Alang-alang. Ah. And so my mama always says, probably a little inappropriate, but she always says, put a alang on your alang-alang.
1: Okay. <laughs> I, there <because> you go.
0: <laughs> I say in You know, you can put it on your But it's a great libido booster, right? It helps to boost testosterone levels. It helps to helps to balance out estrogen levels. I love alang-alang, but it's a heart-centered oil, so it's really great for for, for cardiovascular support, for lowering stress levels. It's What I love so much about oils, and just is the same as I love blueberries or I love kale or I even love beef, is that its oils are very multifaceted and they're very adaptogenic. So they can do a lot of things. You know, we talked about peppermint being a craving suppressor, but peppermint is also great at driving more oxygen to the cell to the cells to boost mitochondrial function. Peppermint is great for alertness. Peppermint is great for motion sickness and peppermint is great for morning sickness. It's also great for helping to support peristalsis in the small intestine. There's so many great ways that peppermint can be used. I, you know, I tend to get motion sick, especially when we're driving our car on hills. So I just have my little peppermint oil in my palms, just breathing it in. And I know that a lot of hospitals are using peppermint and ginger Instead of anti nausea medication these days, because it's just an easy, easier and kind of safer way to approach coming post op. So, you well, know I think just just to think about peppermint oil.
1: Yeah, I mean, you make a great point there. I think uh, the field of uh, of of research in essential oils is getting more and more robust because, I mean, can you think of a it's just like it's one of the most least invasive modalities when you're talking about, I mean, in a couple of these, you know, we've talked about the olfactory and being able to smell these send, uh, the, these oils and have it create an effect in our bodies. But some of them, there's some great clinical research on taking them orally, like you mentioned lavender, like you mentioned peppermint. Um, so just for the listeners uh, sake, sh- one of her books is called the smart mom's guide to essential oils. And so, uh, yes. you know, that you can have a resource there for all of these different oils, uh, that we're talking about. I want to switch subjects real quick with you, because I know from your work, you're a big promoter of self-care. Uh, I have a little story yes. about that, but what do you mean exactly? What is that? That's a great question.
0: One, I think self-care starts with a belief. It's a belief mindset. I so often, you know, for me, I had I held on to this very powerful, embedded, disempowering belief that I didn't deserve to be on the priority list, that I never deserved to be on any list, that it was always somebody else. Um, and I felt always a lot of guilt and shame when I, when I potentially put my needs there. I remember calling my workout hour my selfish hour because that's how I saw it, um, you wow. know, for many, many years. And so for me, yeah, so for me, I kept finding myself back in this state of chronic stress and chronic fatigue because although I was drinking green smoothies and I was doing some yoga and I was eating well, um, I wasn't changing the belief that I felt around health care, around my health care. So I think that's the first step is really looking at that belief and where you stand there, thinking that you even deserve self-care. But self-care to me is is really the daily habits. It's the morning rituals. It's the evening rituals. It's the way that we punctuate our day so that we are being mindful and aware of what our bodies need. That is what self-care is to me.
1: Yeah, it's funny, you know, I, um, the story, I'll never forget it, because it shaped how I felt about this whole idea of care and self-care. It was years ago, over 20, <clears throat> I was working as a bachelor' degree nurse at my, one of my first jobs, and I had a colleague uh, who was probably maybe 10, 15 years older than me at the time, and I knew she was going through a breakup. And I was she and I were like the last people left in the building. And I I had um I'll I'll change her name just to protect her identity just in case she's listening. But <laughs> let's just say it's uh, her name, Samantha. So I, I told her, I said I gave her a hug and I said, just take care. And she was in such an incredibly painful place. Uh, and she was in such a an incredibly hard place that her response to me saying, take care was this. She said, it, it you know, she came back and she said, if I knew how to do that, I wouldn't be in this situation. And I thought, how profound was that? You know, in talking about self-care, she obviously had been in a relationship where she repeated some patterns that she probably weren't good for her, and she was understanding and knowing that. And, um, you know, for me to just flippantly say, you know, hey, take care, and her to to come back with, well, if I knew had to do that. I wouldn't be in this situation. I just thought it was so profound.
0: It was. It is so profound, and that's that's the that is I, every day that message has resonated back over to me. Um, and I think women feel like self care is an indulgence, and self care is the one thing they get to do on that five day vacation every single year. You know, for me, self care, and this was the, that big lesson for me, was asking myself, what do I want more of, and what do I need to say no to. You know, I was such a dutiful person. I was such a dutiful woman. I was saying yes to everything and everyone. And when I looked at all of the obligations, all the things that I had signed up for, you know, the, um, I was on different, you know, I was on different boards and I was attending all these different meetings on top of seeing patients. And I remember looking back at that time where I was just running from one event to the next and half the time I didn't enjoy going to most of them. And I w- wondered, how did I even get here? You know, I just kept saying yes to everything and I never said yes to me. And I think that that's where it starts. And like I had a, I had a quote the other day that said, you can't green smoothie your way out of chronic stress because there is no amount <laughs> of green smoothies or kale salads that are going to change your belief about what you think about yourself or what you think that you deserve in terms of your health. And until so we change that, that track until we rewrite that story, that um, we're going to continue to struggle, I think, as women in general. Um, So that's really a lot about what my book is about. Yes, I talk about the oils and and give you brain fog, be gone blends and sugar crushing blends and help to regulate your, you know, manage menopause and perimenopause with grace, grace and ease and liver detoxification protocols. And it's all in there. But the, it, what's punctuated throughout this entire book, not only is my story, um, but it's self-care. I have rituals for every single one of these things because I think so often we as women feel, and maybe everyone, not just women, but I, who I work with, we feel like this journey is hard and we don't necessarily know where to turn sometimes. And it can feel very isolating and it can feel, you know, there's a lot of shame and there's a lot of guilt around it. And so I wanted to build a book that not only gave you what you wanted and explained what was going on. I think that's important, but also punctuate that with things that felt good and that were you could relish in, that you could really enjoy. And that is where I think oils and self-care just go hand in hand. There's something about that aromatherapy aspect that can change, literally change neurochemistry, right? Change, change and boost serotonin levels, really get us to feel good inside like literally feel good by just simply breathing in an oil and then leveraging that with a really beautiful ritual. That is something that is right for us. It may even only take a couple seconds or maybe just a minute. Those many moments throughout the day is the love that we deserve to give each other or to give ourselves.
1: That <clears throat> I love it. I mean, that is a, uh... You you seem so obviously passionate, and I love that your story starts with your own journey because that's where we get the most authentic work from, folks. Um, And then I do notice that your undergrad was done in biochemistry, and folks, listeners, biochemistry, I mean, that is basically taking nutrition because every single biochemical process... That we have in our body requires these lovely cofactors that are vitamins, nutrients, minerals. And so you've got all of that background and you understand the science behind these oils, which I think is amazing. You've got some books out there that are great references. One last question for you, because you mentioned this earlier on in the show, and I think uh, I know some ears uh, perked up a little bit. Um, but you mentioned sugar and cravings and, and you said, okay, mm-hmm. it, what is it? It's a need. It's just, it's, it's another need that's not getting met. What are the five steps that you've discovered to help people break up with sugar and t- talk about how central, essential oils play a part of that?
0: Absolutely. So yeah, if I, ooh, I could get, I could do a whole thing on sugar. I just think it is, it is the, it is, <laughs> it causes so much trouble for all of us. Right. And so a couple things that I look at, the five steps to breaking up the sugar and even maybe not, it's maybe that may feel a little extreme. So I bet there's some of you thinking, Oh my gosh, is she trying to take away my chocolate? Cause how dare her? And no, I'm, I'm trying to just, you know, sugar comes in a lot of forms and a lot of forms we don't really know about. You know, number one is making sure that we're fueling our bodies, you know, making sure that we're getting lots of healthy fats, we're eating lots of veggies, lots of greens, fiber and lots of clean protein because fat and protein in particular, especially healthy fats and protein, are going to have a feeling fuller and it's really going to give us the kind of energy and sustainability that we're looking for. Number two it's going to be journaling. So often we're very subconscious about what we're doing. You know, we have triggers. Maybe it's in the middle of the afternoon. Maybe it's late night when you're watching your favorite Netflix episode. You know, I don't really know when it will be. Maybe it's in the morning when you're just dragging booty to get out the door to get to work on time. Um, wherever that is, kind of figure out that trigger, that mindfulness, so that you can substitute out that habit or that ritual, that peanut butter ritual at 3 o'clock in the afternoon for a peppermint and wild orange ritual for 3 o'clock in the afternoon or that frappuccino, whatever it is, to sub out. So journaling gives you a lot of clarity as to what is going on because with life being so busy, we just don't have time to, to really pay attention to what we're doing at some time. Then I love essential oils as those emergency moments because a normal craving lasts about 90 seconds. And if you can get through that 90 seconds, you win. You win the stare down contest with that cupcake or that donut. So <laughs> That's I awesome. I, I want to win the stare down contest, right? I don't, I don't want that cupcake in my mouth. Um, and so my sugar be gone blend is just a little 10 mil roller. You can buy them anywhere, Amazon. And it's 10 drops of peppermint, grapefruit, and lemon essential oils. It's all pretty inexpensive. Top it off with, with grapefruit oil or avocado oil, wherever oil you prefer, and just roll it over your palms and take three to five deep belly breaths during those emergency moments. So have it in your purse, have it at your office, have it in your pocket, wherever you gotta have it. And if you only can get your hands on peppermint, peppermint is the bee's knees. Then number four is going to be distract yourself. You know, step away. Walk walk out of the, the the snack room. Walk out of the kitchen. Go do yoga. Call a best friend. Um, grab an oil, whatever that may be, that is going to get you out of that danger zone. So those those are four of them. Um, and then the last one I think is. I'm trying to remember all my five steps. Um, those are the those are the big 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 ones right there. Are going to be distraction, journal, making sure that you're fueling your body appropriately having essential oils as an emergency on hand
1: for the just-in-case moment. All right. Listen, thank you so much. Like I said, you're a very bu- very busy woman doing a lot of great work out there, learning to take care of yourself along the way, which we celebrate so much. Thank you for being a great example. DrMarisa.com, folks. You can get more information on Dr. Snyder's work and the resources for essential oils. So we didn't talk just about balancing hormones today, but there's so many other things that these trusty, non-invasive modality uh, this essential oil can do for you. So that's www, of course, D-R-M-A-R-I-Z-A.com. You can also reach her on Facebook slash Dr. Marisa Snyder and on Twitter at Dr. Marisa. Dr. Snyder, thank you so much for your time. Mindful listeners, thank you. Think about using the least invasive methods to diagnose and treat It is the way that we can help open up your mind, do less damage, and facilitate healing. All right, folks, we'll see you next time.